It is the final round. Welcome back. Our final movie is, of course, Isle of Dogs. Um, I hate this. Uh, directed by Wes Anderson. Uh, came out in 2018. Starring Brian Cranston, Kyoko Rankin, Edward Norton, Liev Schreiber, Bill Murray, Bob Balaban, Jeff Goldblum, Scarlett Johansson, Konichi Nomura, Tilda Swinton, Ken Watanabe, Kira Ito. Sorry, Akira Ito. Greta Gerwig, Akira Takayama, Francis McDormand, F. Murray Abraham, Yojiro Noda, Fisher Stevens, Mari Natsuki, uh, Nojiro uh, Murakami, Yoko Ono, Harvey Keitel, Frank Wood, and narrated by Courtney B. Vance. It's too many people. It's too many people, Wes. You need to cut it down. Here, I'll do it for you. Starring Brian Cranston, Kyoko Rankin. It's pretty much all you need. Those are the two main characters. That's all you really need. All of these people. So many people. Scarlett Johansson, get her out of there. She's got two scenes. Frances McDormand. I don't even remember what they were, but Tilda Swinton and F. Murray Abraham are in like two scenes together. Ken Watanabe is in one scene at the end. Yoko Ono has, like, one scene where she talks. It's too much, Wes. It's too much. The scores going into this are uh, Ilya in the last place with 149, Jimmy just ahead with 157, and Zayad just a bit ahead of both of them with 172. If you would like to play along at home, our accolades for this movie are... Uh, which dog would I most want to own? Uh, who had my favorite performance? And which character did I like the least? We're going to jump right in. Uh, Zayad. Round one. The last game. Your first point, my friend. So I'm going to go with a kind of softer point. But I wanted to talk about how with all of their collars... It depicts um, a big reference to their previous lives, obviously, because they're all on the island. But before talking about how um, one of them was, I should have written down their names, but one of them was like a dog actor. The other one was from a baseball team. The other one was just like a regular old house dog. And I think that that really plays a big part and the overall essence of the man's best friend type of thing. And I think that's something you would have really appreciated. Just like a, like a small detail, but also very impactful with trying to, even if you're not a, like an animal person, it would have showed a very deep thought into that detail. Yes. Yeah, so all the dogs' names are like... Um Names of leaders, so we have Rex, King, Duke, Boss, and there's there's one more that I can't remember. Chief. Chief? Yeah, I was going to say it. I thought I said Chief. My bad. Because he, he's Brian Crankston. Um, or no, he's not. Is he? Fuck. It's Chief been... is Brian Crankston. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Thank you, Ilya. Um... Yeah, no, I do like that they're they're dogs from all walks of life. Um, 
it, it, and I, and they have the no one is a leader. Uh, we have no leader. We have no masters. We are all our own people. Um, it's not like great because obviously most of them are like, well, I want an owner, and by the end, chief is like, okay, I'll be, I'll be your dog. Um. So it it is. I like I like naming conventions. Um, they're they're good. I had a D and D character who's named four, and she had siblings named three, two, and one. Um, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah. Starting off, uh, I'll give you four points for that, Zayat. Uh, Jim, we come we come to you for your first point of the final round. I kind of want to talk about the the whole thing with the bullet teeth. And how, like, yeah. obscure of a weapon that is, and fairly impractical, of just basically having all of your normal teeth removed, and if you fire too many of them, you're just not able to eat now. It's just like, I feel like for a security dog, they pro- they could have developed something a little bit better as just an enhancing defense tool. One hundred percent. That is, is, is very is very weird in this movie. It's just like, oh yeah. By the way, this dog can just shoot its teeth out, and they're bullets. Yeah. That's already weird. Also, like the government, like Kobayashi hates dogs. Like that's not like a like a hidden thing. Why would he get a dog that can do this? Why would he just outfit a dog like that? Is is a very weird decision, and kind of like, kind of an ex machina. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, he comes out and he can defeat all of the uh, robots that they were having trouble with. Um, so I will award you seven points for that. Um, Ilya is your movie. Uh, expecting big things. I, I want to talk about the entire opening sequence and how it pretty much just gives you the entire plot of what the movie's going to be like, the entire story. But one specific thing that I really like that they added is during the opening credits, they said, oh, yeah, the people speak their native language, the dogs all speak English, and then we just kind of translate what we can by uh, by uh, Google, some sort of translator, something else, and then the one foreign exchange student we happen to have with us this entire time. I thought that was just a really cheeky, tongue-in-cheek like joke that they just tossed in at the very last second. I, I, that, that was amusing to me. Uh, yeah, I have specifically all barks have been translated into English, um, implying that they've recorded the dogs barking, uh, which does not happen in this movie. Spoiler alert. Uh, I mean, minor spoilers. I suggest you watch this movie. It's a fun movie. I, I wouldn't say there's re- not really anything you can spoil about this movie. It's not going to ruin your experience, um, having been spoiled, I don't think. Um, but yeah, I do find, like, I, I, I kind of dislike that they're like, oh yeah, everyone speaks their native language. Uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, so it's going to be like all Japanese. And then we just have random characters that happen to be speaking English, like the translator randomly... And, like, she's sitting in a booth by herself, and it's like, who is she? Is this – because, like, it doesn't show us, like, a TV crew uh, or anything. So I'm kind of confused. Like, are people in America supposed to be watching her? Because, like, there's not a section of, like, just American people in Japan that are listening to her. 
So I find it I find it a bit contrived for that, but I, I'll give you five points because yeah, is I do enjoy that intro. Uh, Zayed, we come back to you. Okay, so this one I think was a big for me, and if I miss this detail, I'm going to be really upset. However, um, Kobayashi going to the island. Now I know that this would have been. It's a very pinnacle point where um, Tracy talks like about like how like he was the only person to go over there and do it. But I have a problem with that. Like unless I'm Atari. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, he is a Kobayashi, but I I refer to Kobayashi as the mayor. Okay, then I'll just say Atari. That's fine. Um, but like him flying that plane. Like, as far as I can tell, there was no indication of him learning any of this prior to us knowing. It was just saying that his parents had died, but no indication of this. And I think, wow, it was a very powerful moment because no other dog owners went to the island to go check on their dogs or whatever, obviously because they were afraid. I think it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me just because him doing it doesn't seem very make a lot of sense in yeah. the way I would imagine it. No, hundred percent. He should have just come in on the, uh, the zip lines like all the dogs did. Like he should have just waited for a pickup and done that. Instead, we have a plot point where a child gets onto an airbase steals a plane and is then able to fly it. And then this kid isn't a child genius for the rest of the movie. He's just kind of an idiot. But he can f- totally fly and repair a plane. Um, <laughs> Ridiculous. So yeah, uh, there's a big gripe I have with this movie. That's a, that's a 10 points for you there, Zayat. Big bucks there. Um, Jim, we come back to you. Um... I felt that the, like, towards the end of the movie where they revealed that uh, Chief and Spots were from the same litter, that just kind of seemed like it came out of nowhere and felt a little forced, like, as an excuse to make Chief the new guard dog, and it's just, I don't know, it just kind of bothered me, like, a little bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, it's just... Weird, just it totally just comes out of nowhere. Um, like I would have rathered that Chief was just Spots and that he's jaded now mm-hmm. versus Spots is a whole different dog, and then he's like, No, actually, I have a whole new life now, and I can't be your guard dog anymore. It's like, cool, you don't have to be his guard dog. He's just a kid. You can just be his pet and bring your dog wife, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the only thing is, is that they cast two different people. They have Brian Cranston, and then they have Liev Schreiber. So uh, it, it feels like they could have just done something easier with that instead of, oh, yeah, we're brothers. Also, we look identical, except he has a pink nose and I have a black nose. Yeah. Um, so I will I will give you six points for that. 
Uh, Ilya, we come back to you. When the, uh, there was the opening sequence, <clears throat> or past the opening sequence, when you're already on the island and they're talking about the dogs that started warring nations, um, I thought it was really interesting that they've kind of tossed in this, oh, all these dogs have pretty much created their entire society. But one specific thing that I really wanted to talk about was the fight between the, uh, the current pack that we meet and a bunch of, I think it was a bunch of poodles. Um, and they find this little bag of trash. Now, I first want to mention a little uh, Easter egg that the texture of the bag is actually the same pattern that you could see on the apples from Fantastic Mr. Fox, but that's more of just my own little thing with Wes Anderson movies. Um, but I do like how they, before they even started fighting, he was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let us first check what's inside the bag before we start killing each other. They tear open the bag and he's like, oh, sardines, uh, core, apple core, bananas, like, all right, worth it. And then they all start fighting each other. Like, like this is the most key prize on the entire island is a bunch of fish bones, an old pickle, some rotting rice, and a banana peel. And I thought that was really funny. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I do have the exact quote. Of, Before we tear each other apart, let's, let's, see if it's wor- let's open the bag and see if it's worth it. Okay, okay. I did not write, I, I thought about writing down all the stuff. I didn't. Um, so I just put, uh, list a bunch of disgusting things. Okay, it's worth it. Cut to cartoon fight. I love the fact that they added cartoon fight into this. Yeah, because it's not just a one-off thing. It happens several times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like, you, you'd think it would just be a throwaway, and then it does come up several times. Um, yeah, so it, I, I signed seven before we tear each other apart. And then I gave 10 to uh, listing the disgusting things. Okay, it's worth it. Uh, and then beating the shit out of each other. So that's 17 points for you that round. Uh, Zayed, we come back to you. So I just want to piggyback a little bit when he was talking about the dogs in general. I want to talk about how they don't spend too much time with each character. Because obviously as you talked about before, there's a huge cast and it could really be dragged out if we like talked about like everyone's like backstory, but they do just enough and they give just a little bit to like give them a personality. So it's just not a character, obviously like nutmeg, not so much, but for uh, example, Duke um, is like the gossip. Like every time he's like, Oh, did you guys hear about that? And everyone's just like, Oh, whoa, whoa. he's just like, I don't know. I just hear things. And it just, not too much that like it's overbearing, but enough that it was just like something that's very natural and would be like something that would come up in like a normal conversation. And I think you would have enjoyed that um, a lot. Yeah. I think the thing about ensemble pieces, especially when you have such a large cast is when you have so many people and you don't have that much time to shine on everybody, especially with just a movie, like versus a TV show, like a TV show, I think it would be fl- much more fleshed out. They would have time to let things breathe. Uh, and this, they very much, uh, they they keep up a pace uh, and they move from scene to scene. Uh, and yeah, like Duke has the pretty much every scene where he does speak. He's like, oh, did you guys hear the rumor about uh, so-and-so? And then at the end, they go, where are you hearing all these rumors from? He's like, I just hear things. Um. I mean, for the most part, um, Bill Murray and Bob Balaban's characters are just kind of there um, because Edward Norton is more of the leader. I forget which dog he was. 
Um, but like he he starts out as the main character for me because he's the one calling the vote. He's like the one talking the most. Um, and then it's not until uh, Brian Cranston, uh, chief, breaks off with Atari that he becomes the main character for me. Um, Jeff Goldblum is Duke. Uh, he always knows somebody. Um, and I forget what the other two, because they, they just, they don't really have a deal. And Edward Norton's the only one that stands out to me in that group other than Jeff Goldblum. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was a good, about as good of a balance as you could have gotten. Uh, and I think that's a lot of Wes Anderson movies. I've only really seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I don't think I've seen anything else. Um, but yeah, so five points for you, Zayed. Uh, Jim, we come back to you. Hmm. Um... One of the parts that I kind of found funny was when they finally traveled across the island to get the information from the all-knowing Oracle, and it's just, oh, yeah, it's even I think even Chief calls it out. It's like, she she's not like a mystic. She just knows how to watch TV, and that was just kind of a, got a little chuckle out of me. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Is that before or after he gets cleaned? Um, I think it's before. Yeah, this this would be before. Yeah, it's yeah. It... Yeah, no, um, I, I think, if anything, that, that point annoys me because ugh, all these dogs are Japanese. They're Japanese dogs, and none of them understand any of the people. That's not how it works. Yeah. A dog that's raised in Mexico knows Spanish, and it can understand Spanish commands. If you try to tell a Spanish dog commands in English, it doesn't understand. My 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 uncle had a German shepherd and he taught him his commands in German. He didn't understand the commands in English. I don't understand why the dogs don't understand Japanese. So her being the only one that can understand Japanese is a bit annoying to me. Yeah. Like it, at least have the translator be on the TV there. <sighs> Although it is it is kind of funny that mm -hmm. she's the only one that can understand. I'll I will give you three points, mainly out of pity. <laughs> Ilya, we come back to you. I actually do want to talk about the uh, cartoon fighting. They they kind of they, they kind of called themselves out halfway through when they started fighting the the, the robotic dogs. Um, I I'm, I'm gonna bring up that entire sequence, the entire thing where where you see you see I think it was Chief. He kind of puts his nose up and he's like, I can't smell them. He doesn't smell like anything. And then after they had done the rumble and they all escaped, Chief and Nutmeg had a conversation. He was like, Yeah, it's just been a weird week, man. I fought this dog. It was a robot dog. 
I'm not hurt. I still bit him. Not really sure how I did that. And they just kind of left it at that. And I thought that was really funny that they just kind of called out their own, like, their own inconsistency and just kept going with it. I mean, that's a bit of a lampshade. Like, like you're telling me the society that hates dogs, or at least the mayor that hates dogs, commissioned robot dogs? What's up with that? Yeah, I didn't think of that. I'm going to be honest. I, that did, never dawned upon me. Because that entire, like, their entire little strike force was drones and, like, robotic robot dogs. dogs. Yeah, it's, it's like, entirely inconsistent. They should be robot cats. 100% they should be robot cats. Um, so I do disagree with you, um, but I will also pity you and give you three points. <laughs> I will uh, take it. But yeah, no, it is it is slightly funny, yeah. Uh, so we move into round four. We come back to Zayad. Um, it's fitting that you're uh, talking about cats because I wanted to bring about um, how Ilya talked about in the beginning was the... Uh, the cat motifs everywhere, at least in the beginning area where they're at that um, kind of shrine yeah, like area. And it was very poetic and I liked it a lot. But what threw me was how, because we, we were just talking about it actually, is how everyone else has dogs except for like the main council people. And I guess obviously now we're knowing because they are like cat supremacists. But for... And her- history or a heritage that um, the mayor Kobayashi is so profound in and so heavily versed. It's very weird that he doesn't like, I wouldn't say enforce it, but he's just very lenient about how everyone has dogs. And I guess obviously throughout the movie, that's the plan to get rid of that. But just in in general. Yeah, he, he gives his his ward a dog and is like this is your bodyguard dog like obviously you're not going to give someone a bodyguard cat but like it would make more sense it's like yes i hate dogs here's what i should do i have this i have this small boy that i now have to take care of i will give him a dog uh, it fully some of the, it doesn't make sense, but it's like I see what the movie's trying to do, and it succeeds in most fronts, but like it just is inconsistent. Um, I yeah, I'll give you four points because you kind of are just reiterating on points already made. Um, I if I believe if I if I remember correctly, I think part of the reason why the dogs were banished to begin with was because of the sickness. Yes. Because the sickness wasn't made by them. I think it was just a general dog flu that they couldn't quite find the cure. So I think originally they were just going to keep it a dog nation because of the old tale. And then because of the sickness, they were like, oh, we can just enact this master plan of bringing cats back. Yeah, really. It just seems like a plot of convenience. Yeah. Like they don't like there's nothing that like, oh, yeah, we actually introduced that disease. It's like, no, we actually have scientists working on the cure. We're going to stop them. But like. Why would uh, why would you even let them work on a cure if you don't want them to be cured at all? Um, it's just is fully just kind of weird and just like they just did stuff. To, I, I will talk about it later because there's one thing specifically that I'm like, you just did this because you wrote yourself into a corner. Um, Jim, we come back to you. 
Uh, one thing that I think that bothered me was how was the one like hacker kid able to infiltrate the like dog catching task force that they sent out? Well, he was and, already there on the island in the beginning of the movie. But I but I'm just I'm trying to like understand like how they allowed him to like infiltrate and be a part of their group. And yeah, again, yeah. Yeah, and in the same light, like the drones and dogs, I understand that, but how did him hacking affect the gas packs? on the actual guards themselves. I feel like that should be its own separate mechanism yeah, also, and not be connected to, like, some sort of interface or internet. Also, did he kill those guys? <laughs> yeah, he did. He just straight-up gassed them. <laughs> it's like, it's like, also, how did they pump the gas ma- like gas into the gas mask? That is horribly backwards. Yeah. it's also, It makes yeah, no sense, and it's disturbing as all hell. <laughs> it's like... Now that you say that, I'm I'm remembering that so vividly because I thought about that too. Because I was like, why would he be doing? Yeah, yeah, because he's in an outhouse. Yeah, and like he has a bunch of cords connecting to the main thing. It's like, why didn't you just lock the main room and just do it from there? Why do you have to be in a bathroom? Yeah, there's just like. Like, I'm sorry, but all the dogs that were, like, piled up there, regardless if he hacked the robots and the drones, they're still, like, dead. And that whole scene made zero sense. Like, we didn't even need that. Like, just have Kobayashi do the redemption thing where the button just doesn't get pressed. Yeah. We don't need, oh, no, the dogs are going to get murdered. And then this kid who's barely in the movie. I I think he's in three scenes in total. (laughs) Yeah, like there's there's the club scene where he's in. He's on the island in another scene where he I think he sends back that like Atari's alive. He's with Chief or something, and then he's right at the end there. It's like we've already forgotten about him. That was like fifty minutes ago. Um. So yeah, I'll give you seven points for that because that kid literally gassed people and i think that's illegal according to the geneva conventions that's a war crime yeah <laughs> um so Ilya, we come back to you um wes anderson likes to play with the idea of chekhov's gun it's kind of like how oh gosh one of the creators of uh, the community kind of played around with the circle of stories wes anderson really likes his his chekhov's gun yeah um for those who don't know gun is introduced it has to be used by the end of of the scene or movie uh, going to the going off of the hacker kid, um, and this like the the, uh, the entire opening plot sequence, all this stuff kind of gets it's introduced and like the 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 narrator, um, the the oh or the English translator we have the English exchange student we have the hacker kid, everything is introduced as if oh this is just a funny little quip. But then it's used again at the end of the movie or in some capacity throughout the movie. And I really like what he does with that. Because he introduces these small little, as he, he just, he throws them in as little jokes. But then it is again used later on. I would argue that Tracy and the English translator, they aren't Chekhov's guns. They're just introduced at the beginning. Which I thought she was just a Japanese student. And I was like, why is there a blonde chick with an afro? Uh, I'm like, at it, like, I'm like, she, first of all, doesn't look Asian. 
and second of all, should not be blonde. Um, because she's just a delinquent otherwise. Um, which is very opposite of her character. And actually, I'm ninety percent sure. I might be wrong, but I believe Japanese schools would have forced her to dye her hair black. But they might have made an exception for her because that's her natural hair color. I am not fully sure of the rules because I don't go to Japanese schools. Um, but I know that you, you're supposed to have black hair. Um, yeah, that's Chekhov's gun. What is your point, Ilya? Um... My point was that uh, the entire flu sickness... I, the check was more just like a fun little quip that they added in. Um, the entire sequence where they're traveling across the island, they use these fun little references as they kind of walk by these huge facilities. And one in particular that I really liked was the uh, recreation center. Mind you here, this is a trash island, yet they made an entire city there. And as they're walking by this amazing rec center, they're like, oh yeah, look at this amazing rec center. Yeah, it is memberless. And it has been long forgotten. I thought that was just really funny. Yeah, there's also an amusement park there. Yep. Mm-hmm. The amusement park, a trash compactor, the incinerator, the entire sequence where they're in the like conveyor belt where they're like, ah, oh, we'll meet up in front of this. And they were like, we just went through an entire incinerator and we're all covered in soot. If it wasn't for the fact that this place is decrepit and old, we'd all be dead right now. Yeah, that is that is ridiculous. Um, I will I will give you four points. Yeah, because like who like, they established that I think Kobayashi is going to turn this into Kobayashi land. But that's not, like, super clear, you guys. All right, we move into round five. Uh, the dick button is now available for anyone to press at any moment. Um, we score stand. Uh, Jimmy and Zayat are currently at 23 apiece. Uh, and Ilya's just ahead with 29 points. Uh, Zayad, we come to you. It's almost like you guys are just in my head because I was just thinking about that island. And I know I'm not going to get a lot of points for this, but it is totally fine. I just need to point it out because it is very important to my childhood is when uh, Atari is there on that little trek um, through the like Kobayashi land. And he goes up to the, the slide. The slide and that slide should be bur- like that is a metal slide. It should be burning. I'm so, like I was like I know I'm gonna harp on this just because, but like him just going up there and sliding down, that is I'm sorry. <laughs> also, yeah, what the fuck is that slide? Why is it so big? That entire sequence was great. I, I Not agree, to mention man. with how much of a safety hazard it is. If he bounces off that wrong and hits his head and jams that spike deeper in, it'll kill him probably. <laughs> like, like how, how uh, Chief was like, "Don't go up that slide. Don't you dare." And he he's just like, "Yes, he just don't you dare go up that slide, or I'll have to come get you. I'll bite you." And he just goes up the slide anyway. He's like, "Oh motherfucker, goddamn it!" Yeah, like because obviously they frame it to make you think. That it's it's a weird slide that is slightly off the ground, and then when it when he starts climbing up, and then it's just a huge fucking contraption, and then the end of the slide is still like five feet off the ground. I I do like the bit where they like they say he chief was like you're not tall enough to ride that you're gonna get yourself hurt if you ride that and at the end of the thing he got himself hurt riding it. Yeah, of course he did. But yeah, no, hundred percent. Like that, you're in the sun. Well, how is he? How is that? That slide should be literal fire. 
Yeah. And it should be a water slide, first of all. Like, like have you ever gone down a metal slide before? Those things are, yes. like... <laughs> like, those things, like, slow you down so much if you have any skin exposed. Yeah. If the heat itself from the sun isn't oh, going to yeah. burn you, the friction will. <laughs> like, you ever try going down a water slide without any water in it? Dude, that <laughs> shit hurts. Yeah, that's all. No, I haven't, thankfully. Uh, I will give you five points for that, Zion. Uh, Jim, we come back to you. Um... I feel like every every point I'm coming up with is just kind of being really nitpicky, but it's like I I kind of want to talk about I I want to talk about like a lot of the times where it's like they bring up it's like oh Chief is so violent he's so aggressive and outside of the times where he's basically forced to fight he shows like zero signs of aggression he keeps saying I'll bite I'll bite and never does it and i'm just sitting here confused and it's like okay this is just like an empty thread at this point <laughs> i mean they say in his backstory that he he bit like a kid yeah uh, and he's like i don't know why i bit but yeah no he's like not aggressive like like he's like the he's like the outcast of like the the friend group he's a part of but like he doesn't attack any of them yeah, he only fights when he's forced to. It's like when the robot showed up, it's like, all right, Chief, go get him. It's like, wait, what? It's like... <laughs> you know, they're kind of just dicks in that way because they're just like, hey, Chief, you're a stray. You can fight him. And he's like, what? But yeah, it's all like, right, they, thanks, they, Chief. They bring up how aggressive he is, and he never really shows that aggression. And he becomes domesticated at the end. Yeah, it, it, I just found that kind of strange and kind of. Had no payoff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, other than his backstory, and then his backstory just makes him depressed. Yeah. Um. So I'll, I'll give you six points for that, Jim. Uh, Ilya, we come back to you. Um. I actually do want to talk about the uh, Atari's little metal spike in his head. Yeah. They pull it out the first time. And they're like, "Oh, hey, look, it's gone. It's it, it's empty." And then just it appears back in his head after he crashes the second time and they just never address it it's like it got pulled out the first time they were like we are not doctors he should definitely get that checked out and then crashed himself again and then just had the same spike in his head for the rest of the movie i don't know if i noticed that i mean you could explain it away because he crashed twice yeah he crashed twice there's a reason for it being there and then it just went right back in yep But, but yeah no it feels like they they just made him with that in there, and then they filmed a bunch of scenes with it, and then they were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we need to have a reason for it to be back in there, because otherwise we have to reshoot that in, that it already takes a while. Because this is stop motion, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm 90% sure that they're doing it the classic way of actually making puppets uh, and moving them a lot, which, if you guys don't know, takes a lot of time. I once made a Lego stop motion project for for my film class took me like three hours most of which was building a lego house because i was much more confident in my skills than i than i than i was competent builder because i didn't have enough bricks to make a uniform house so like it was just a smorgasbord of different bricks in different colors it looked gross but i shot around that and it took time, you guys. I had to make sure there was enough light uh, and everything. This 
took so much time to do. I, I don't know how anyone does stop motion movies ever. It's crazy. Sorry, what were we talking about? Oh my gosh. Um, the spike in the, the head. Spike in his the head. spike in his head. You got me thinking about stop motion movies, and I realized like Wallace and Gromit and, and Box Trolls. Yeah. Do you ever remember Box Trolls? I don't know what Box Trolls is. That movie was really cool, but like Wallace and Gromit was, but it wasn't like puppet, it was like clay. They spent yes. hours making clay motion for Wallace and Gromit. Like the Were Rabbit? That was all fucking clay. I feel like it's like it's got to be hardened clay. Like it can't just be moldable clay. Well, they have like they have skeleton frames underneath that they'll mold the clay yeah. around. But it's all like it's all moldable clay. It's none of it's like baked. No. I think the set some of the that's set pieces be, are. No, that's got to be reti- no. No, no, no. Like, some of the set pieces are because they have to be baked. But majority of the actor, the the, the the characters are all soft, so they can move them around. <sighs> Oh, I hate that. I'd hate that so much because you put too much pressure, then you have a fingerprint on there. Yeah, and then you majority of their time was spending trying to like airbrush out fingerprints. Ah, oh, jeez. That reminds me of the one scene from a from a Parks and Rec where Ben does an entire stop motion thing that he spends two weeks on. It's like a thirty second video. He looks so defeated afterwards because he had spent two weeks recording it. I feel like that's just what that's what claymation is at this point. It's just like I've spent I've spent two years making this amazing film, and then you realize you have like thirty minutes of footage. You know, I think there's a plot line in an iCarly episode where Spencer does a stop motion video, and like he spend I think he spends several days on it, and then Carly's boyfriend person comes in and like picks up one of the things, and Spencer just freaks out. I remember and, that. And at the end, it's only like seven seconds long. Because <laughs> oh. they show it. Because it's like, it's, it's like an alien and there's a tortilla and like a potato. Up, hold on. <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah, I'll give you seven points for the uh, the thing in the head being put back in the head. Like, just don't crash the plane again and don't have him rip it out. Uh, so seven points there. Uh, round six is I had. I think it's called uh, Hamster Bros. I Carly Hamster Bros. Oh. Space Hammer burritos are food. That just sounds like an iCarly thing. Apparently they're doing a season two of the remake, or the revival. If you didn't know, there's an iCarly revival. I did know that. I heard that the first season was lackluster. Carly almost has a threesome in it. Oh? <laughs> We've moved past Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, because it's on like I forget what it's on, but like Freddy's girlfriend thinks that that she's gonna have a threesome with Freddy and Carly, and Carly's like, no, and and Freddy's also like, no, um, and then Freddy's also a single dad, but like what's weird about it is like I think it's an adopted kid. Like, it's his ex-wife's daughter, but, like, he adopted her when they got married, and then they're divorced, and he still gets her every so often. And I'm like, I don't fully understand how that works, but okay. Yeah, I'm weird. learning a lot right now. These are <laughs> <laughs> so I just sitting here, gotta write that down, gotta write that down. And then I think, like, Spencer is rich, because, like, someone bought, like, one of his uh, sculpts, like, one of his statues... 
uh, because he does art all the time and he's just rich now. Do you remember his butter right? episode? This the episode where he he makes butter statues. Yes, and that's then what Sam I Sam turns the heat about. up to like fifty degrees and it all melts. Do you remember the chicken episode where they hatch chicks? I do remember the chicken episode. Do you remember when they made a sweatshop in the basement of the apartment? <laughs> okay, we need to stop talking about. I That's probably. a legit episode. They okay, we got to get uh, back I, on that. I, I That's agree. a legit I, episode. I, um, Syed, we come back to you. I apologize. No, you're good. It's, it's just, just like the Mortal Kombat episode we yeah, recorded. <laughs> it took a whole tangent and everything. Uh, like I should have. I I know what I'm gonna say. I just couldn't decide between two points. I might just use them both. So I wanted to talk about the dog hierarchy, I guess, because we uh, touched on it a little bit of how, like, they all took it to a vote. And, like, obviously Rex, for the most part, was initiating it. But I was very surprised by that because I, I, in my head, or obviously, like, in the wild wilderness, you would assume that one of them would be mostly in charge. And if someone else would want to challenge that they would obviously fight each other but they were very uh unified in that way which was very interesting i mean i guess except for chief everyone else weren't strays but that was just like a small detail that i think you would have appreciated i think we've already touched on it and it's so all of them are named after leaders and they all say we we have a group vote a hundred percent. Um, but the thing is, it I think Rex is entirely the de facto leader because he's the one that always calls the vote, and it's usually for the things that he wants. Because mm-hmm. like uh, I'll say I if we want Chief to fight the robot dog, they say I. Um, if we want Re- we want Chief to jump. And help us. All say I. They all say I. They really follow Rex, uh, Edward Norton's commands most of the time. But they say, yeah, we all have equal say. And then Chief is always voted, always votes nay um, to everything, which I find a nice juxtaposition. Because I think towards the end, he initiates a vo- vote and he says I. And they are surprised. Um... So I, I disagree. I think the movie, not only does it explain that they're all supposed to be equal to each other, um, it clearly shows that Rex is in charge. Fair, fair. I can I can accept that, I guess. So I will I will award you no points for that. Uh, Jim, we come to you. Um, one thing that I was just kind of like, damn, the mayor guy is like super cold-blooded with the fact that in order to protect his image and his campaign of, like, the whole anti-dog thing, and he just straight up put a hit on the main doctor doing the research and then just burned down his entire lab just to maintain his image for his campaign. Like, that that was just kind of, like, really dark. <laughs> you know, like, certain parts of this movie are just really fucked up. And they don't talk about it. Like the kid gassing people at the end. Yeah. Um, they're basically like, yeah, we're going to kill all the dogs. 
And also, the bad guy is working with the Yakuza. Like, they're a member of his board, actually. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, it's like, how cartoonishly over the top can we make this uh, bad guy seem? Um, And I do think they succeed in whatever metric it is. Is is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, he murders him with wasabi, and apparently just a drop, because like he he eats all the other food, and then he sees the wasabi, and like he licks like a tiny bit of it, and that's enough to kill him. Yeah, like Tracy literally says they found five hundred times the dosage needed to kill someone, and he had a tiny lick of it. What would have happened if he ate the whole thing? What if he just exploded then? <laughs> like, this villain is so over the top and ridiculous. Yeah, and also with, like, the major Domo always goading him on, it's like... <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I, I gave you six points, but I was like, I've tucked myself up to eight points for you. Because he's just so cartoonishly evil. Yeah. Um, Ilya, we come back to you. I want to talk about the cannibal dogs and how they weren't actually cannibal dogs. And it was all this like... Probably the saddest part of the movie. Yeah. It was like... Because <clears throat> it all started off with Rex going like, we got to go with the cannibal dogs. I heard a rumor that they're all cannibals out there. And they're like, how do you know they're cannibals? Then they actually went to the cannibal dogs. And the leader was like, what? We are not cannibals. We ate one dog one, one time, time. Because he was dying, was comatose... And we wanted to put him out of his misery, and we're not going to let that go because we're all hungry. And he was like, brother, we are not cannibals. Get that out of your head. We're all just a bunch of lab rats who managed to escape. I mean, say what you want, but you technically are cannibals, my guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> there was a joke. It was like, uh, it was like, when you're a serial killer and you... And you hang all of your victims or like you rip out their all of their nails and you don't get a name for so many years. You bite one guy on the ass and suddenly you're the ass muncher forever. I mean, if you hear about a group of people that ate one of their own, you're going to call them the cannibals forever, even if the if it's a hurtful stereotype. So what's your point here? Ilya, hmm? what's your point here? Why oh, I just, I, I, I thought it was a really funny little addition that they were like, no, 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 hold on now. Oh, yeah. We're not so technically, can we were technically cannibals, but it was one time, it was a one-time thing, we're all okay. But I also did like that entire lab sequence where you get to, you get to see all these dogs that were experimented on and they're still fully functioning. And you just have the original group just all just kind of standing there awkwardly, not really knowing what to do. It's like the, uh, I, I invited like my friends to the, to the party. I feel like they could have gone more with that because, like, the one dog is, like, missing part of its face and, like, other stuff have, like, needles sticking into them. But, like, there's nothing, like, there's not, like, a dog that is, like, twice the size of all the other dogs. There's not, like, a dog that has, like, reptilian skin or something. They're just, like, they're just kind of dogs. (laughs) They're way of... They just look bad. Yeah, they just look, like, crippled pretty much. Um, yeah, no, it was a very emotional moment. 
when that dog is like, he was my best friend and I ate him. Comes out of fucking nowhere, by the way. Just very, just like, it's very Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, in certain scenes when it's like, like in the prison break where uh, I think, like one of the, I think it's Sokka's dad pushes pushes a fellow prisoner. He was like, hey, why'd you push me? That wasn't very nice. He's like, aren't you going to hit me? He's like, no, I've been working with my counselor. I shouldn't let my aggression out anymore. That's how I got here in the first place. <laughs> I do like that. He, like, see, when you said Avatar Lost Airbender, those scenes, my first thought was my, my, my first girlfriend turned into the moon. The Zuko was like, ah, that's, that's rough, rough, buddy. buddy. <laughs> that's like, that, that's kind of how I saw that scene where he was like, I hate my best friend. Chief was like, oh, sorry. And he's like, oh, no, it's fine. He was dying anyways. So we made it work. It just kind of kept going. Yeah, yeah, though. It it definitely feels like that. Uh, very inspired. Because it's very tragic, but also it's like, nah, it's it's for the best, man. And I, I do still think it's hilarious that all the uh, the entire, pa- the entire like, the, the, the cast crew, they're all just kind of standing around awkwardly, not really knowing oh, yeah. what to do. It looks like the uh, oh, I brought my own friends to the to the party, and you're all just kind of huddling your one little group, all drinking. You're like, the fuck do we do now? Yeah, when your friend invites you to a party with his group of friends. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, it's getting close. Do we? How many more points does everyone have? I think I might have one more round in me, but. I can go for a few more hours. Um, I'm sure. So I'm going to reduce it down. I have two more. I have two more, but I can make it one more. Isaiah, what about you? That work, That works for me. I could do it. One more round? Or... One or yeah. two. Uh, one's fine. All right, Ilya. I- I'm afraid you've been overruled. That we, is all okay. Final, final round here. Uh, give me your best points or I guess your last points. Remember, two of these people will be going home. One will be going on to the championship round. Zayad, uh, your final point, if you would. I know it feels like because uh, you said it earlier that I've been really just touching on what everyone else said. But hopefully, I'm going to bring up something different. But um, Mayor Kobayashi's propaganda in the way that he frames every situation to obviously get rid of the dogs with um, the. The doctor, how you talking about, he poisoned him. He framed as to where he was killed himself. Um, how when Atari's on the island, they tries to frame it as, oh, these horrible dogs, like in, uh, infested dogs killed him. And this to try to make him into a martyr for like, we should need to make sure this never happens again. As well as also with um, Tracy, where he tried like gets her revoked and everything. And I think it's just very... A little too well. I shouldn't say it on too. I think it's very important for the story because it relates a lot to real world aspects of like a lot of things that happen in like government offices that are just like not. You can very tell that something shouldn't have been going on, but it did. And I think that's the best way. I'll I won't go any further than that. Yeah, no, it definitely seems like a very exaggerated. I would hope it's an exaggerated version of the government because I really hope that the governments don't just, you know, assassinate people by lunch. Um, (sighs) 
I don't want to think about this anymore. Uh, <laughs> that's, no why, war in that's why I didn't want to keep talking. There about... is no war in Bossing. God damn it. It all comes back. It all comes full circle. Um, <clears throat> so I will give you seven points for that, Zayat. Works for me. Jim, your final point, if you would. You should press that dick button. <sighs> this might be a hot take, but... I honestly feel like that Tracy as a character just could have just not been in the movie and not much would have really changed. I feel like a lot of the scenes that she's in just like happen hey, for Jim. the sake of plot. But hey, Jim. Yeah. You've stumbled on to the point I was bringing up earlier. Tracy exists solely because they realize, oh no, all of our characters speak Japanese. We need someone who speaks English and understands Japanese so that the audience isn't confused because we don't want to subtitle anyone. 100%, that's the only reason she exists. So many of those scenes, could she could have just been a Japanese student and been like, oh, this is something I'm upset with. No, instead, very annoyingly, she's from Ohio. <laughs> I hate that. From Ohio, I hate her. 100% the only reason she's in this movie is because Wes Anderson realized no one speaks English <laughs> other than the translators. And, like, she speaks Japanese, like, twice, and it's so annoying that she's just speaking English to Japanese people, which, for the most part, they're taught English in school. You're in another goddamn country, Tracy. You are an, a foreign exchange student here. Speak Japanese, damn it. I don't know why. Like, they said everyone speaks their own language, and she occasionally speaks Japanese. I'm so annoyed. Ten points. Yeah. Hit it right on the head. <laughs> Ilya, final point, if you would. I'm surprised no one brought this up, right? I'm genuinely surprised. But, 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 Kaysan, you brought it up. I'm, I'm a little sad you brought this up. She, so the entire student organization is running their own, like, secretive investigation, which is a bunch of, like, 15-year-olds all trying to destabilize a government. But I think the funniest thing ever, and the one that made me stop watching the movie and chuckle, was that when they were revoking her, uh, her, her study visa, they were like, we're going to send you back to your miserable home of... Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio. How dare you? And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, no fucking way that they roll up here and they just said, Cincinnati. It might have been Cleveland. I don't remember. No, I just, it was I, Cincinnati. It was Cincinnati. Correct. I'm sitting here I'm like, there's no way that they're about to say, we're going to put you back to your home. And she was like, no, please, anywhere but home. And I'm like, this better be like Detroit or like Houston. No, it was Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Wes Anderson. <laughs> of all the states he could have picked. Of like, all the states and cities he could have picked, you picked Ohio and Cincinnati. Like, there's not a white kid with that big of an afro here. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I would have been happy with Cleveland. Or, like, New Jersey. Like, I, I feel so targeted. Like, for the most part, like, I have no loyalty to the school that I went to. I'm like, mm. Fuck that. It it didn't matter. Like, my friends were there. That's what matters. 
Whenever anyone dunks on Ohio, it pisses me off. Yeah, <laughs> understandable. It's, like, it's the uh, it's 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 all Ohio. It always has been. It's that it's that Ohio pride. No matter if you leave Ohio or you weren't born in Ohio, everybody has that Ohio pride. I don't plan on leaving Ohio ever. But also, what the fuck? Why are people dunking on Ohio? What the fuck does Iowa have? Potatoes? Iowa has fuck all, dude. Yeah. Like, just, tell me I, something about Wisconsin Idaho. that's not cheese or bad football teams. Or that 70s show. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. What does Montana have? Nothing. Go on. Cults. Montana has religious cults. He's going off. Like, there's so many states. Like, the only thing Rhode Island is known for is being tiny. They, they, no, hey. they, they should have sent her to, like, North Dakota. There's fucking nothing in North Dakota. <laughs> North or South Dakota. Well, South I Dakota, can't... I think, has around M- Mount Rushmore, but that's Oh, North. sure. <laughs> Good for them. And how was it? We have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, motherfucker. I think we, we also got, have we the, got, the, we like, the football Ohio. Hall of Fame. Don't we also have, like, an art, like... Something to do with like an art hall of fame or something. I don't know, but I think so. There's a lot of stuff in Ohio that I just didn't realize Ohio had. Yeah. Yeah, but like I love Wes Anderson, but I was like, man, why why do you gotta do this to me? (laughs) We we had a better Wes. We had Wes Craven. (laughs) True. Fuck you, Wes Anderson. Actually, welcome to Ohio State, bitch. <laughs> I don't know if I've told, I don't know if I've told you this, Jim. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. Um, which actually, I know you don't. My my grandpa's name is Fred. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Fred Krueger. Oh, that's amazing. Nice. And Wes uh, and Wes Craven is in fact from Ohio. Uh, Wes Craven has said that he named Freddy Krueger. You, I think you might have heard of him. Mm-hmm. That he named Fred Kru- Freddy Krueger after a guy that would pick on him, uh, that bullied him. Now, I've asked my grandpa about it because he had, because his name is Fred Krueger, mm-hmm. he had all of the movies and he had a he had a Freddy Razor glove, but it was plastic. Mm-hmm. It was plastic knife, so it wasn't like a full knife. Yeah. He had a plastic glove in his basement. Um <laughs> Uh, for for a couple of years, uh, and they I, I don't know why, but he had to get rid of it. He also has so many Legos. Uh, it is kind of funny. Uh, also, my my grandpa Fred uh, is a firefighter. Hell yeah! I've asked him about it because I was oh. like, when I found out Wes Craven was from Ohio, I asked him about it, and he said, "There's something you should know. I'm actually Fred Junior." My dad worked in a worked in a supermarket, and there was a there was a kid that he would pick on, who was a little oh who was a shopping boy, and his name was Wes. That is phenomenal. Um, this is awesome. No, I can't necessarily fully verify it. Um, Wes Craven is in fact dead. Uh, rest in peace. Um, and my uncle. Fr- Sorry, my grandpa Fred isn't the type to really like because like I feel like if you're gonna lie, you're gonna be like, no, hundred percent, I am the basis for Freddy Krueger. He was like, no, it's actually my dad. Yeah. Um. So it gives a little more layer of believability to me, especially Ohio, uh, and 
unfortunately, Springfield, the setting of Nightmare on Elm Street, is usually put in Ohio. Uh, at least in Freddy vs. Jason, it is definitely Ohio. The rest, I think, is up for debate. All roads lead to Ohio. All roads lead to Ohio. <clears throat> that it brings us to the end of the game. Uh, the score as it stands currently, Zayad has fallen a bit behind with 35 points. Uh, Jimmy has 47, and Ilya is just in the lead with 49. Anything can change. I don't know how that affects the numbers, and I'm not going to do the full numbers until the end. Um, first of all, we got to the end. No one, no one did it. So God, sorry. So guys, did I like this movie? Yes or no? Uh, Zayed. Okay. Ilya. Ilya says yes. (laughs) I jumped the gun. My bad. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say no. I think just because of how overpopulated and contrived a lot of the plot points are i'm gonna say that it peeved you enough that you did not like this movie okay and zayad whether or not i i'm also gonna say yes yes i liked it yes you did all right that's points to zayad and Ilya. Damn. for the most part like i don't love this movie but it's not a bad movie. It's not Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. Don't watch that movie, you guys. Too late. I'm already looking it up. Oh, it's no. Nicolas Cage. He thinks he's a vampire. It's a worse American Psycho. So it, it's just Renfield before it was... Oh, Ren- it's the meme. It's the meme movie. Yes, it's oh, the one where he goodness. goes... I'm doing the face. Uh, he also eats a cockroach in it. Um... Like, I haven't really watched many bad films for this. Wes Anderson is obviously a great filmmaker. I love Miss, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Spoilers. Um, but yeah, this movie, I didn't love it overall, but it wasn't it wasn't bad. Like, mm-hmm. I, I could watch this again, yeah. I don't think I would dread watching it again. I didn't even fully watch Vampire's Kiss. I skipped the middle of it because it was just so bad. Um, that brings us to the rest of the accolades. Uh, which dog would I want to own, uh, from the cast? Um, as uh, Zayed, we'll start with you. I would say King, uh, and obviously you want me to explain why? Yes, please, if you would. Sure. I think just because he is a very... Well kept dog, and obviously he did all of those um, movie commercials, so he would have been very taken care of. So like you wouldn't have had to like groom him or anything, because obviously all of his um, stylists would have taken care of that. And for the most part, he would have been very dedicated and loyal. Okay, uh, Ilya, what do you think? I'm going to say boss. Okay. Uh, from the baseball team. Yep. Fun fact. Baseball is my favorite sport. Uh, Jim, what do you think? Um, 
I'm gonna, I forget the name of the dog, but, so I'm just gonna call it the Jeff Goldblum dog. For A, the sake of it being Jeff Goldblum and also just being a goofy dog. <laughs> uh, that one is Duke. Duke, okay. Okay. Uh, I will say, so I recorded uh, the Mortal Kombat practice run with the with the next group. Uh, I had accidentally given away the f- my uh, favorite character because I, I did the... <laughs> Before, before when I said it, and one of them was like, "Wait a second, why did you laugh like Raiden?" <laughs> uh, that is points to Jim. It is in fact Duke. Uh, can you do you know why, Jimmy? Why I would choose Duke? Because uh, presumably I can't understand him, so I don't know. He sounds like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, no. Uh, I think it's just because of like. He he's very curious and also just kind of a goofier dog, but <laughs> no, it's because he's a husky. Those are my favorite breed of dogs. Uh. Um, I think he's a husky. Like his Wikipedia says, possibly Siberian husky. Uh, it's iffy. Mm-hmm. He's pretty um, husky looking. Yeah. Uh, favorite performance. Uh, who had my favorite? Um, I would say vocal performance, but I think overall just a good performance. Uh, Jim, we'll start with you this time. Ooh, um, hmm, that's a favorite vocal performance. I'm going to go with, I, I, I'm going to go with Duke again. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to stop. Uh, Sia, what do you think? Uh, uh, Chief? Uh, that's Brian Cranston, right? Yes. Then, yeah, uh, Chief. Very solid choice. Uh, Ilya, what do you think? I'm going to go Ken Watanabe as the head surgeon. The guy that is in one scene? Yep, he walks in. <laughs> Says surgery's success and just walks right out. What? It is very funny and also slight. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of annoyed that you have my personality down because that is something I would do. Unfortunately, it's not. Damn! How iconic <laughs> would that be for me to be like? Yes, my favorite performance was one dude who says a <laughs> oh No, God. it's Liev Schreiber, you guys. Because first of all, I forgot. Like so many times, I I just kept forgetting that it was Liev Schreiber. And I'm so used to him sounding a certain way. I thought he was English. He's not. I don't know why I thought he was English. Is that Spots? or? Yes, he's Spots. Okay. He made me cry because like, like at the beginning of the movie when he's like, I'm your master. You're my master. And like he's talking, I'm here. I'm here. Like, God damn it. He's such a good boy. Um. Now we'll move on to the last one. Well, who's my most disliked character, you guys? Um, Ilya, we'll start with you. Disliked character. Hold on. Let me, let me think about this for a second. I'm going to say Tracy Walker. Okay. Uh, Jim, what do you think? I was also going to say Tracy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Zayed? Um, I want to change my answer, but... Uh... I'm going to do a shot in the dark, and I'm going to go nutmeg. Hmm. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, I believe. 
Yeah. Two of you are right because I did have a very impassioned speech about Tracy. <laughs> I was hope I knew it, but I wanted to. It would have been nice if you had gotten it off of that. No, I fucking hate Tracy. <laughs> like I said, I'm like they're like guys. Sometimes these are easy to suss out if you bring them up. Like I think for you guys, you didn't talk about Kano except once. Uh, and then Raiden, I think you talked about one other time too. So you didn't get to hear me gush about Raiden or Kano. You did fully. I had the minus 10 points for Tracy, uh, which should be a very obvious thing. Let me go ahead. going to add up the point total. Uh, Zayat has 40 points to end the game. Jimmy has 57 and Ilya has 59 so oh, this is gonna be close, I think. Ilya, you did win on your movie, uh, so that that's big congratulations there. I think Zion still has the lead. We will we will see because I do believe there was a difference of fifteen points. Oh no, shoot! Yeah, that's why I wanted to because I when when you had that rant, I was pretty certain it was Tracy, but since everyone else, I had it to like differ off because the point difference would make guess, but. Okay. I think someone has just. Ooh. The the different in point total. I'm going to tell you straight up. From last place to first place, there's only a difference of six points. <coughs> you guys were so close to each other. Ilya, I'm afraid you've come in last with 208 points. Very, very strong indeed. I think that my, that point total might beat everyone else who has played thus far. So, in... If that, if nothing else, that's a that's a pyrrhic victory for you. I will take it. Um, between first place and second place, there is a difference of two points. Oh, I lost. I know I lost. I know I did. Coming in first place with two hundred and fourteen over two hundred and twelve is Jimmy. I knew. Wow, Zayad, you fucked up. Oh, if you would have agreed with Tracy with them, you would have won. She. Unfortunately, you didn't. I, you guys. I... Yeah. I was just gonna say I want my red card. I wanna. I wanna recount. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys. You guys did did so well. Uh. Uh, you guys all scored over 200, uh, which might be because I've been ramping up the points. Um, Jim, you will move on. You uh, not only will get to have a podcast where you, it's one-on-one, you and me, mm-hmm. where we talk about whatever you want. Uh, you, will let, you will now go on to the championship round. It will be one game, brand new score total. You're going to face... Uh, Roxanne, the winner from our first game, and my mother. Hell yeah. Winner of round two. Um, before we go, you guys, uh, there was some other stuff I didn't get to talk about. 
Um, I don't know why they use like classical Japanese drawings for the mayor's presentation. I don't know if that's a thing that they do. Um, also, the Japanese wear their stances on dogs in English headbands, like no dogs and dogs, please, or whatever. Um, if you guys didn't know this, in Japan, in Japanese, there are no swear words in the language. There's only swear words that they borrow from other languages. Um, and depending on anime subtitles, it's kind of a swear. So, like, you might see someone say, Shine, uh, which means go to hell, uh, is is mostly what like people translate it to. It just means die. Uh, so they take liberties and say go to hell instead of die. Um, k- uh, kuso uh, means damn. I believe that's actually a Chinese word or a Taiwanese word uh, that they just borrowed. Um, so like the translator does say swear words when she translates it and oh that's a first of all there was a snowboarder in japan who won a gold medal uh and he insulted his he insulted the japanese country um because in japan you speak fast if you've ever listened to anime you hear people speak fast apparently it's very taboo to speak slowly to another Japanese person because it means you don't respect them because you are slowing down so that they can understand you better. So essentially, you're calling them dumb to their face just by talking slowly. So, like, he insulted Japan, and then when they forced him to apologize, when, like, he got a gold medal, he insulted Japan, and then they made him apologize, and he apologized slow, and it pissed everyone off more. (laughs) And you're telling me that this mayor of Tokyo or whatever is swearing in front of like all of the people? No, he is not. That is very taboo. Also, he has yakuza tattoos, uh, and tattoos are very taboo in Japan, and that's why yakuza tattoos, like only because tattoos are linked with the yakuza in Japan. If you have a tattoo, people will assume you're yakuza. If, you, if you're Japanese and you have a tattoo. I don't think that they think Americans with tattoos are Yakuza. I don't know. Never been there. Um, they do say my brother from another litter. I appreciate that. I was afraid that they were going to have a sexy dog. I was like, please don't be a sexy dog. Um, Atari su- surprise, survives a plane crash. I also hate that he's named Atari. That's a game company. That's not a Chinese... <laughs> that's not... Sorry. That took me a minute to get over. I'm not going to lie to you. And he was like, my name is Atari. And I'm like, oh, boy. Boku wa Atari. No. Apparently, it is like a child. It can be a child's name. But it's like its origin is just from the game company. Um, they Name reference... your kid EA. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we were actually talking about that earlier. Something very similar to that. Um... They 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 do the uh, homage to Men at Work where they're on the skyscraper eating lunch. I called it Dogs at Work. Uh, it seems like Atari can understand dog barks at a certain point. I'm very confused. 
Um, the black box on his plane, like it turns off when he crashes, but when he gets back on, it turns back on. I don't know how a black box works, but I think it just either stops transmitting altogether or it shouldn't have ever stopped transmitting. Um, Mr. Kobayashi meets a scientist uh, when it's revealed that he has the Yakuza tattoos of cats on his back. Uh, and he leaves behind his secret evil plans. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Why would you leave that in front of someone who's clearly an enemy? Um, the evil robot dog has a trick mode. Who programmed that? <laughs> Why can he do tricks? Um, they, of course, will be captured and violently destroyed when referring to the dogs that have kidnapped Atari. Um, hilarious. Um, I'm supposed to be spinning a, a nine-pound bowling ball over my head. You'll just have to imagine that. Oh, I, I forgot en- about that. I did enjoy when Nutmeg did that, and then it cuts to Chief imagining her doing it. It's very cute. She doesn't need to be in the movie. <laughs> she doesn't need to be on starring, and she's... That's why I choose. <laughs> um, the technical difficulties when, like, uh, when the Japanese is having a problem uh, has a cat on it. Um... I enjoy that the junior translator, uh, the junior English translator is bad because <laughs> like he, he corrects himself on some words and then he's like not all fully caught up. Um, the cooking sequence is just fucked up because like they take just live animals and then they kill them. Uh, they, they, they like they delim an octopus. <sighs> Uh, I you did bring up the line. I suppose if it was working right now, we'd uh, we'd be dead already. Was, I don't think you said the quote exactly, but no, I didn't. This is also gonna be a really dark thing. But if they're ever making octopus and they want live octopus, they do in fact just straight up cut the. Li- it is it's gruesome. Um, I love when Atari tells Chief, "Good the boy," but also, why are random sentences in English? Like, I understand, like, it's not JoJo, but, like, biscuito. I, I, you got to have a word for biscuit, right? They also bring up uh, Chief uh, Chief and Spots. They drown the sisters. And I was like, what the fuck? That is all. Oh, I got to stop. Uh, Chief was so much covered, so covered in grime that his coat looked black. What? He's a, he's a black he's a white dog with black spots, but he was so co- so much covered in soot and other stuff. Presumably before he got to the island, that they thought he was just a black dog. Um, Atari like at one point Atari has has an earpiece in so he can listen to uh to spots and he turns with it already in his ear like he turns to listen to it and it's like it's already in your ear you're not helping by turning um <laughs> when spots is like when Spots has the thing in his ear and they ask him, is it because you're deaf? And he's like, no, actually, you have to have 20, 30 hearing to be selected as a bodyguard dog anyways. I'm just like, that is just so... He likes, there's so many stuff in... He's, 
Spots is ridiculous, and I love him. <laughs> um, Spots marries Atari and Chief. He's like, do you, Atari, take Chief to be your guard dog? I, Chief, do you take Atari to be your human? I'm like, why is he marrying them? Um, Atari, when, uh, when Spots' dog, when his puppies are born, Atari just pulls out a bottle of milk. Where'd you get that? How'd you know that puppies were going to be born? That's just weird. Also, um, not Yo- to mention how old that milk could be. <laughs> Yoko Ono's character is literally just named Yoko Ono. What the fuck? <laughs> um, in the scene where Tracy confronts her at the milk bar, she pulls out a dossier that's like, like a foot thick. And like, if you rewind it, it's not on her. Like, she doesn't have a bag. She doesn't have anything. She just pulls it out of her ass. <laughs> um, this teenager is throwing everything in this bar, and no, and the proprietor is not trying to stop her. <laughs> and then the guy gives her the cure to the dogs. Um, the teenagers are able to storm the stage at the mayor's convention, his press, his press thing. They're just allowed to storm the stage. Don't know if you know this, guys. Japanese uh, guns are illegal in Japan, except for police officers. Uh, they very rarely use guns uh, because they don't believe in shooting. Um, they still have guns, you guys. <laughs> um, Tracy's from Ohio, of all places. Seriously, fuck off. Um, the two two stagehands randomly just pull stairs out for Atari so he can walk on stage. Um, Atari calls Tracy attractive in his address. Like, he's not interacted with her at all. And he's just randomly being like, yes, uh, this attractive young lady. Like, she, she has a thing with him earlier where she's like, I think he's cute. And then she's like, oh no, I'm in love. Why is he go, why does he, why is he into it? Well... In that scene, wasn't Tracy translating? Did she, like, self-project, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> she is translating it. So I think I think that was just her self-projecting, but... <laughs> well, she blushes. It's so weird. <laughs> um, I put a politician breaking his promise unheard of. <laughs> um, brain surgery in progress. <laughs> Ding! Brain surgery complete. <laughs> Um, I enjoy this when the uh, when the surgeon comes out. Uh, they have a mirror to show all the other characters, which is just Tracy and the dogs, uh, and Kobayashi in the back. This is a huge thing that no one brought up throughout the entire movie. So we have the parallel. We have the beginning story where there is a shogun who hates dogs, and he asks for them all to be killed, and he's like Shogun Kobayashi. And he's all about cats. And then there's the boy who stands up for the dogs. I thought that this was a parallel to that. That that's what it pretty much is. But I was like, okay, well then Atari can't be related to him. Because that would make no sense. Uh, And they bring up that his parents died. I'm like, well, obviously they orchestrated for his parents to die so that they could take him so that he wouldn't be able to do the prophecy anymore. No, he is just his uncle, I guess. Like, 100%. He is just Atari's uncle. Like, distant or not. 
I also fucking hate that Atari between between a bunch of bullshit rules is the new mayor because that's he has to be he has to be actually related to him for him to be the mayor. I hate that. Um, they list that uh, hitting, uh, hitting, beating, or yelling at a dog should result in the death penalty or at the very least um, community service. <laughs> I'm sorry, yelling at a dog? Fuck off. Um, I think Tracy Tracy's position on the new Japanese cabinet, the American person, the Ohioan, uh, she's the ethics czar? Or it's one of the other kids that's named the ethics czar. Um, and then Spot has a cybernetic eye, which I just find ridiculous, but, you know, it's whatever. Also, I was like, don't you fucking kill off spots. Don't you fucking do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. They didn't, thankfully. No, no dogs died Don't you do it. Movie? Don't you do it here. Uh, yeah, no. That is correct. Yeah. Still, I think my biggest gripe is that Kobayashi is actually just Atari's uncle. Because I was like, 100% is just... Like, I guess it makes sense for him to, like, this is my nephew, and then Major Don't... I didn't fully love that Major Domo just goes rogue. Yeah, I want to talk about a what if, but we can obviously do that after. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. I mean, go for it. Oh, okay. Let then the I'll audience do... at home know. Sure. This is, I feel like, yeah, what are you talking about? It wouldn't make it like 10 times better, but the thing that like the Major is the one really orchestrating it and Kobayashi was, the mayor was more just like, kind of like a, a, a supporter, but they just kind of like put him in that position and then he got like way in over his head. And that's why all of the seemingly plans are just don't really make any sense. Like why the guard, like uh, the robots are dogs and like everything just is very off. And I feel like that would have made it just a little bit better with like the continuity of some of those things that didn't really make sense. Cause he wasn't really fully into it. He was just put as the, like the mayor to like make sure this all gets done. He's like, he's like the figurehead, the face of it all. And he was just like, Oh, I didn't realize I needed to do all this. Yeah. Like another thing is like major Domo is just, is just his Butler. Essentially he's in charge of the household. So like, I don't, I kind of wish that it was his father or mm-hmm. yeah. something like like have Major Domo actually be the villain throughout it, and like Major Domo is like actually like oh yeah I orchestrated this kid's parents to die so that and I fake the test that you are actually his uncle he you're not and then he feels compassion because he's raised him as his nephew basically as his father as his he's raised him as a son basically because both of his parents are died. Like, it, really, Kobayashi and Atari don't interact in this movie at all. And I think that's a big issue. Because they're supposed to be main protagonist, main antagonist. And they really, even when his turn, like, nothing that Atari does really makes Kobayashi turn other than his speech. Which is not, like, great. Um... Thank you guys so much for being here, uh, for joining me for these three movies. Um, the menu, obviously, I loved. Fa- new favorite horror movie. Uh, Knives Out, always great. Uh, loved it. 
And this movie, which I probably wouldn't have seeked out on my own, uh, I I enjoy Wes Anderson. He's got a great style. Um, certain bits of it, obviously, I dislike. We don't need 30 people to be starring in this movie. Um, and also back off Ohio. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, this week, there is no best boy except for me. I see no best boy up here. Um, because this was a stop motion film. Um, so yeah, I am the only best boy. And just, just, for, just remember, for those of you at home, I'm always correct.